You're listening to a sponsored episode on The Top Line. Using artificial intelligence to predict and uncover rare disease patients shortens the time to diagnosis, benefiting patients and life science companies alike. Dan Fisher, Managing Director and Practice Lead for IPM.AI, a division of Real Chemistry, explains how weekly data from 300 million patients can help brands assess a patient population, accelerate clinical trial recruitment, and optimize commercial outcomes. Patient privacy is always protected, however, while companies are able to prioritize the most relevant related physicians for easy activation. In this podcast, Dan Fisher explains how to use AI to find custom patient audiences, including those affected by rare and specialty disorders. Dan, thanks for stopping in today. Awesome. Hi, Julia. Thank you. Can you tell us how artificial intelligence and machine learning are used to identify rare disease patients? And let me know if beyond using ML for patient identification, there are other disciplines within AI that you'd like to talk about. Sure. Yeah, and happy to go into some more detail and uh, appreciate the opportunity to, to talk more about this subject. We're obviously very passionate about it here at IPM, and we've been doing so for the last five years in finding rare disease patients using machine learning. If we think about the uses of technology and where they could drive the most impact for patient lives and for the manufacturers finding treatments, it's understanding patterns that might exist across the patient journey. And particularly within rare disease, we know that journey for a given patient uh, can be very diffuse, and we know that it could be very variable depending on the disease state. So if we're taking something that may be an endocrine-related disorder versus oncology, there's going to be drastically different signatures of the typical patient that might come up. Now, machine learning has emerged as really one of the top technologies for stitching together the ideal events that may happen that could predict whether or not a patient could be appropriate for treatment. Now, we've seen this in over 100 different disease states over the last five years or so, that no pattern is going to be exactly alike for each patient. So examining over 300 million patients and stitching together the most common signatures help us find the key medical events that may occur over that patient's lifespan and also find the right uh, precipitating event that's going to indicate whether or not this patient might be appropriate for treatment. Now, you also asked really about other disciplines that may be useful to tap into for finding rare disease patients and for helping to reach them. Now, we take a few different disciplines into account, machine learning being one of them. You know, if we could find a group of patients who look like they have a certain disorder, it makes it far easier to examine the lookalikes in the model to see who may share that uh, and may have different, different manifestations of the disease. What we'll also use is large language models uh, and being able to use natural text and querying to better describe a patient's journey uh, in visualizations and platforms. We recently partnered with a, an organization called Wiz.ai, taking the insights that we're finding within the data and then bringing them to life uh, within their next generation platform. And finally, we recently acquired an organization called TI Health, which has been folded in under our Swoop brand to help reach and activate against patient and physician audiences. So that is using a next best action or next best engagement model so that we see what are the appropriate intervention points if we wanted to get in touch with our key customers. 
So by bringing these different disciplines together, we feel that we're able to drive the highest amount of impact for our clients and for the patients that they serve. Can you explain the standard patient diagnostic odyssey? So on average, how much time is saved when using AI to uncover rare disease patients? When we think about the diagnostic odyssey that a patient may take, we could usually bucket into a series of different milestones. So first would be initial presentation of disease or symptom manifestation. We'll then find a path to diagnosis, eventually to treatment, uh, and then progression to later lines of therapy. Um, we found that certain disease states, and they're, it'll vary pretty drastically depending on which disease state we're talking about. Um, it could take as long as six to seven years for a patient to be diagnosed. I'll use an example of neuroendocrine tumors. We know that according to BMC Cancer, it takes about four to five years for the tumor to, to slowly grow within the patient's body we'll see that we could find and predict those patients within about two years. So really truncating that disease uh, journey by about uh, two years um, in order to help accelerate the path to diagnosis and to help find the right intervention for that patient. So I know many of these patients and the conditions that we're talking about, they're extremely serious. And many of these patients are spending years bouncing across the healthcare ecosystem searching for specialists who could better understand and diagnose them appropriately. Uh, so if we could find those patterns that I talked about, and if we can see when this patient might be eligible, it's really a benefit to all the stakeholders that exist within this conversation. So how can AI benefit those that are misdiagnosed or underdiagnosed and companies across all phases of the product lifecycle? Yeah, so I think so far we've talked a lot about the undiagnosed patient population. What I don't want to be lost there is exactly what you mentioned, Julia. There are a substantial number of these patients that may be misdiagnosed because their disorders present similar to others in the therapeutic area. For example, we may see patients within uh, the cate category of epilepsy. They may have you know, certain presentations of general epilepsy but you'll see that these patients may in fact have, you know, a rarer form of pediatric epilepsy called Dravet syndrome or Lennox-Gastaut. So we've worked in these disease states that are much more nuanced and can be far more difficult to detect. So as we're applying our technology to find the appropriate patients, you know, it helps us to parse between those who may look similar to other diseases, but in fact have a different condition altogether. At the very minimum, it fosters a more uh, engaging and fruitful conversation with the patient's healthcare professional to see if they've considered potential biopsies, genetic testing, uh, or other ways to detect certain mutations that could help that patient arrive at the appropriate diagnosis. So I'm curious where the wins are to date. So what types of rare diseases have been successfully identified using AI and can you share any previous client success stories with us? So I mentioned that we've worked in over 100 different distinct disease states up until this point. It's been, I think, incredibly rewarding for our team to see the success that our clients have had uh, in providing their field force with better ongoing data to identify where these patients are and the professionals who are treating them, as well as those in MetaFairs, the medical science liaisons, to have appropriate scientific and medical communications with those providers. One of the examples that our team is particularly proud of has been our collaborative work with Aveo Oncology. 
So they have brought to market a therapy called Fativda, which is used in third-line renal cell carcinoma. Now, this is going to be different from a typical rare disease patient in that we're talking about oncology first. And second, it isn't necessarily predicting whether or not a patient has cancer, but it's finding the point at which one of these RC patients is progressing from second to third line. Now, tasked with an incredibly difficult challenge ahead of us in finding these patients and creating a time window of when they're going to reach third line, we provided alerts out to the Aveo field force team, suggesting that this may be a clinically appropriate patient and engage in conversations with their provider. So by the time they do reach uh, potential refractory status, so unresponsive to treatment, Fativda could be an option for them in the third line. You know, we saw that in collaboration with Aveo, um, independent testing had us at 88% accuracy, that the alerts that we were providing, you know, were deemed to be accurate and successful by the field teams. And they did credit us over the course of the program with 47% of their scripts to the alerts provided by IPM. So we have seen enormous success across the board from uh, small disease states that may have as few of a couple hundred patients, all the way up to larger oncology-related disease states that may have tens of thousands or hundreds of thousands of patients. I mentioned that it's extremely rewarding. All of us have very personal stories to share about uh, how uh, different conditions have affected our lives and the lives of our loved ones, our family members. And it is that passion, that empathy and investment that that we take to heart as we put any of our analytics together um, and as we help our clients to, to find those patients who could benefit from their treatments. How does IPM ensure the safety and privacy of those rare disease patients? Sure. Keeping privacy front and center of everything that we do is absolutely paramount. As we created the organization here at IPM, we did so with uh, privacy in mind, using expert determination to ensure that no patient lives could be re-identified because we are working with completely de-identified data. So in those cases, we'll be sure that we keep any distinct patient counts suppressed. So you can't take, go into a particular healthcare professional's office um, and see a patient in the waiting room and know this is who the alert was sent out about. We also make sure that any Additional guidance, compliance, naming is done in collaboration with our clients. So with their medical, their legal, and their regulatory teams. And as we go forward, we do have a phenomenal relationship with our expert determination panel and our certifiers so that any future enhancements and products that we're creating do pass muster with the appropriate legal and regulatory environment and compliance considerations. Dan Fisher, thank you for speaking with us today. Excellent. It was a pleasure. Thank you so much. Uh, appreciated the opportunity. And um, I'll just say to the, uh, the listeners, it's, it's uh, again, a, a really important uh, set of work that we do here at IPM. The opportunity to, to talk more about what we do and how we do it really has been a pleasure. I think there's a, a lot of conversation happening at the national level about machine learning, about artificial intelligence. Um, it can seem very overwhelming. Um, but I think at its core, uh, it's just another uh, outstanding tool to help us advance our, our medical and, and business aspirations. So thank you. Thank you.